You're listening to Safer Retirement Radio, where you get the transparency you deserve. Your host, Brian J. Decker, has 35 years of finance and investing experience and is the CEO of Decker Retirement Planning. He's also the author of The Decker Approach, A Safer Approach to Retirement, and has been featured in several major news publications, including Forbes, Newsmax Finance, The Street, and many more. Brian, welcome back. Thanks. Excited to talk about our topic today. Yeah, we've got a lot in store today. We were, we're glad you've joined us again. Just to lead us off, for anyone that wants more information about what we're talking about and about how this topic can apply to you, we've got a free book. You can go to our website at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book. Again, that's DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book to go ahead and download that free ebook. Um, but we've got some great content that we're going to cover today, which is we're going to be talking about, as we'll call them, FIAs. That's Fixed Indexed Annuities. And we're also going to be talking about IULs. That's Indexed Universal Life. And before people chime off yeah we, we, let, let's add an insert here we are because we are fiduciaries to our clients we don't use and recommend that people stay away from the whole gamut of variable annuities if you are considering buying a variable annuity we help you stop give us a call we'll give you a long laundry list of reasons why we hope that you never buy a variable annuity the fees are very high uh, three to five percent usually each year. Uh, we don't like there's there's no downside protection. Uh, we we just in in the planning that we do, Clayton, we've never recommended a variable annuity. And uh, if people are thinking of buying them, we hope that they stay away. There's better ways to fill that vacuum of risk. Right. Well, and today I think the focus for us is on the good, the bad, and the ugly about these products because for retirement planning, there's a lot of advisors out there that are using these products and they're they're bringing in all these riders and all these extra add-ons and, and using what we feel are the wrong product because of the high fees or the different um, the different scenarios and the different kind of configurations for them. And so we want to help educate you on what to look for and what to watch out for. And so you can just be knowledgeable because if you are talking to your advisor, you know, hey, these are the things that I am interested about these if this is something that fits for you. Or, you know what, that doesn't make sense to me or I don't like that or the fees are too high or whatever the case may be or the liquidity doesn't fit. So we're going to dive into all of that. There's another category today. I want to hammer. Okay. Income annuities, life annuities, income riders. We covered this last show. Should I just say in 30 seconds or just? Sure. Okay. Because they, income annuities, life annuities, income riders are um, a way that you can make sure that, yes, you, you will, your guarantee is that you'll have a return of principle. That's the good news. But you'll, your rate of return will be very, very low, uncompetitively low. So it's very deceptive uh, of how these annuity companies roll out and they wave a carrot of a, a guaranteed six, seven, eight percent for 10 years for, during an accumulation period. But once you annuitize at four or five percent and you die at age 90 or 95 years old, your rate of return is about predictably about one percent. So we want to make sure that you know that you're not getting that six, seven, eight percent for that long period 
because it's the payout that changes everything. Right. So as we as we get into this today, I mean, we're we've talked about distribution planning and that's what we specialize in as a firm is distribution planning and what that is is it's a way to lay out your income in retirement so that you can see where your sources of income are. You can see what the potential tax burden is going to be. You can see where your asset level is, and it's all it's all on one sheet. And so it gives a um, what we feel is a clear understanding of, hey, this is the income I can expect for the rest of my life. And so with that, there are it does require that certain investments or certain products be used um, throughout throughout the retirement phase. And so we've talked about the three portions of what a distribution plan are. There's your there's your emergency cash. There's your discretionary cash. That's money that's parked on the side. Then you've got your safe money, and this is where your income comes from. And then you've got your risk money, and this is where you get some growth in the stock market. And so when all of those are used together in sort of, uh, I guess, as we like to call it, harmony, it can help. It can help you. It can help show you what you can get in retirement. It can help maximize your income, minimize your taxes, and it can help you ultimately enjoy the the retirement that you want to enjoy because that income is set up and it is coming in every month. So as we've talked about, as I, I mentioned the the safe money in there, that's what we're going to be focusing on is some of the options for your safe money in the form of, and I, I, I wince with the word annuity because I know it's got a bad connotation. So we are going to be talking about the good and the bad, the ugly of annuities, and we'll get to the, some other insurance later on, um, because there are a lot of things to be wary of with this. And so, Brian, why don't you lead us off in talking kind of about what it is? Okay, so there's a big gap in people's portfolio. You mentioned, Clayton, that there's three parts to the portfolio. There's cash, safe money, and risk. So cash, we talked about last time. Safe money, um, once people are retired, if they do a 60-40 portfolio, 40% of their money is in bonds or bond funds. Well, right now the 10 year CD is at one, the seven to 10 year treasury is at one, the seven to 10 year AAA municipal bond is at one. So if, if you're in a, if you're in a high grade, um, I just talked to someone this morning, maybe you can stretch it and get 2% from a Vanguard portfolio. But if you want over 2% on your safe money, you're forced into uh, one of two directions. One is to drop the quality and go into junk bonds to try to get four. Now, it isn't safe money anymore because if we go into a recession and the market drops, guess what happens? You're thinking that your your bond funds are safe and if they're in... Uh, if they're in junk bonds, low-grade bonds, those bond prices drop when the economy uh, drops because default risk goes up. And so we want to make sure that you know that chasing yield lowers the quality of your bond portfolio. That's point number one. But if you want to stay high-grade and you want yield, then you're going to give up liquidity. So let's talk about advantages and disadvantages. We, as fiduciaries to our clients, use the Wink database to go through and find out what the highest earning principal guaranteed accounts are for um, one to three, three to five, seven to 10 year increments. Now, last, our last podcast, we talked about, um, our last conversation, we talked about 
all of that. Today, we're focusing on seven to 10 year uh, gaps. Is that right? That's I think that's where we are. Yeah, some of the longer term options. And real quick, so I want to jump back. So you mentioned a 60-40 split on a portfolio. So we're comparing and contrasting with that what um, a lot of other advisors are using is the common strategy. And this is, all right, well, I invested in equities and stocks while I was, or mutual funds or ETFs while I was in my 401k or my IRA while I was saving money and working. But now that I'm heading into retirement, the common strategy is just to scale back the risk by putting some bond funds in there. And that's what Brian's talking about is that these bond funds right now. It's supposed to be your safe money. It's supposed to be your safe money. Um, but, but with historic low interest rates, it's just not paying anything. So it might be safe if you're in a safe place, but you're not going to be making anything. And so that's what we want to talk about is maximizing the return that you're getting on that safe money. Because for retirees, I think this is something that almost all retirees would agree on is you need a safe place to put the bulk of your money so you can depend on that income. But if you're only getting one or 2%, the struggle is it's having a hard time keeping up with inflation. And so that's why we want to present some other options that can do more and are doing three, four, five, and six times what the market is doing. And so that's that's what that's what we're going to be focusing on um, with that. So and and with this as well, Brian, you've been in the industry for 35 years. You've seen both sides. You've seen how it affects people's lives to be in that pie chart strategy and to carry that over from the accumulation phase into the retirement phase. Um, it can be detrimental to people's accounts because markets do drop and we do go into those flat periods where if you're heading into it, if you retired in the year 2000, that was a really bad time to retire because markets were flat for 14 years after that and people lost a lot of money and people had to go back to work. And so by setting up the accounts this way, it can help make sure that you do not have to go back to work in your retirement because you had safe money that was earning more than just that traditional one to two yield percent yield that bond funds are, are paying right now. That's a good point. So we principle number one foundational to the planning we do is we always draw income from principal guaranteed accounts. So when the market tanks, it does not affect our clients. They're still able to be in retirement. So on the safe money concept, the highest returns right now are coming from uh, fixed indexed annuities. I'm going to talk about the concept and then we'll take a break and then we'll come back and talk about how that concept has been compromised by the insurance industry and why um, FIAs, most of them aren't competitive. So the concept of a fixed index annuity is good concept. Would you trade off 60% of the upside, Clayton, if you're retired for having no downside? Yeah, of course. Okay. So then um, 60% of the upside used to be based on the S&P. If the S&P went up, you got 60% of that gain. And when the S&P goes down, you got zero losses. It was a good concept. However, there's three reasons that the industry has destroyed um, a good concept. One is high fees. So what if you got the, the S&P has averaged about 9% for the last 100 years. What if your fees were 5% a year? Would you be excited? No, of course not. Uh, we're not interested in 5% fees on a fixed index annuity. So that's, that's rendered it. High fees have rendered it uh, uncompetitive. What about low caps, CAPS? Uh, low caps would be 
where you get all the upside of the S&P with a cap of 2%. Those are out there right now. That's ridiculous, right? Yeah, it, to have a low cap out there for somebody, it limits your it limits your potential that you can make on the upside. Yeah, the most you can make is 2%. And you're going to have some years where you have no gain because the markets go down. And a zero can be good in years like 2008. And the last thing is a low participation rate. So with the average annual return of the S&P being 9% of the last 100 years, what if your participation rate was 30%. That would be that would render um, the FIA uncompetitive. So when we come back, we'll talk about how we filtered through all of this stuff on seven to 10 year principal guaranteed offerings from banks and insurance companies and have found a few diamonds in the rough. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and we will be right back. Are you expecting a pension? Which option can put the most money in your pocket every month? Want to learn how you can squeeze an additional $100,000 out of your Social Security? We know how to do this at DECA Retirement Planning. We can show you proprietary strategies that can maximize your income and can minimize your taxes. Call now for your free review. Call 833-707-3030. That's 833-707-3030. Or come see us at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. All right, Brian, welcome back. We left off talking about where the industry, the industry kind of the dirty, the dirty work that they've done with annuities. So we're going to be talking a little bit about about that. Yeah, they've heard they've heard a good concept with high fees, low caps, and low participation rates. Um, and now let's talk about some good ones that are out there. When I say good ones, there's very few. Ninety plus percent of the fixed index annuities, in our opinion, are not competitive because they have high fees, low participation rates, and low caps. There are some good ones out there. We look at net of fee. So let me give you an example. Um, you in the, rate, in, the, in the listening audience, if you have an option between two investments, one gives you 6% no fees and the other gives you 8% with a 1% fee, obviously you're going to take the 8% with the 1% fee. We are not against fees. We look at net of fee performance. So um, what we do is on a monthly basis at DECA Retirement Planning, we go through the databases to see what's out there. And there's uh, a couple only a couple that are averaging over 6% on a seven year and 6.5% um, on a principal guaranteed on a 10 year. Now these are average rates of return. There are years like last year where we've had our seven year account just do blistering well over double digits uh, for a principal guaranteed account, but then there'll be years when it will be lower or there may be some years where it's zero. So these are average rates of return for principal guaranteed accounts on a seven and 10 year investment. So the advantage and disadvantage of these, one, let's talk about the advantages first. The advantage of an FIA, a fixed index annuity that is averaging over 6% is number one, it's guaranteed. Number two, it's got a great rate. Number three, it can deliver monthly income or you can turn the income off and let it grow. It's versatile. Uh, 
And another advantage is if you turn the income off, um, there's no tax on those gains. It's tax deferred. So those are the advantages. Any other advantages, Clayton, that you, you would mention? Um, no, not off the top of my head. I think just, I, I guess, having some flexibility in the liquidity on them um, can help. Yep. And we're going to talk about a little bit more about that in just a minute. Okay. And the disadvantages you just nailed, it's always whenever, th- this is true for millennia, whenever you tie up money longer, you typically get a higher rate. So um, the disadvantage is liquidity. Um, so there are surrender charges on these fixed index annuities where the seven year has typically a, f- a surrender schedule of 7%, back end surrender charges to incent you to stay in, to stay in the investment because that allows uh, the, the people who have the money to have a less volatile portfolio in order so that they can get higher returns for the investor. So it, it's a win-win. And um, uh, outside of liquidity and surrender charges, um, if people can uh, place their portfolio so that they have the liquidity that they need, there is a place for these in a portfolio so that you can get the higher returns on principal guaranteed accounts. Let me say that differently. With a 60-40 blended asset allocation uh, portfolio for someone in retirement, those bond funds, if they're high-grade um, investments, you've got at most about a 2% yield on those munici- on those uh, mutual funds, bond funds. Um, you can't get 6% right now on a high-grade bond fund. You can get 6% uh, on average, on a principal guaranteed FIA uh, right now. Um, but what you give up is liquidity. Um, you, you give up liquidity to get the higher rate. Well, sure. And I want to talk, Brian, on whenever we do our planning process with something, one of the things that they are presented with uh, during that planning process is all of the options for their the products and the investments that they can pick for their own plan. We make sure that everything is laid on the table. Here's here's all the options that can fit in your plan. And so we go through bonds, we go through CDs, we go through annuities, we go through uh, savings accounts and all the specifics. And so I'm referring specifically to principal guaranteed options. Now in that list, um, it, it seems to me that annuities and CDs are are kind of the most comparable out of out of what's in there just because of where they're coming from, who offers them, how they function. So, Brian, can you compare and contrast a CD with an annuity? Yes, that's a good, this is a good point. You shouldn't compare an, a fixed index annuity with the S&P. You should compare a fixed index annuity with a 10-year CD rate of 1%. Why not compare it to the S&P? Um, because it's, not, it's a principal guaranteed account. And the S&P is a risk account. So you're going to average higher returns with the S&P in the good years. But there's a chance that 
the markets next year might be down 30% and that would never happen with your safe money. So these are different animals, apples and oranges. Different purposes and different levels of risk. And so the trade-offs are in there, yep. right? And and Clayton, you bring up another, or how much should you put in to a fixed indexed annuity? There's got to be context in our industry. And I'm wincing when I say this, um, there are non-fiduciary salespeople that will have you put as much as they can get you to put into that. That makes no sense to us. There is context and mathematical uh, reasons to limit how much you put in a seven-year principal guaranteed account. And without that context in your plan, knowing why you should put X amount in a seven-year and Y amount in 10 years, um, I hope that you don't trust a plan where the person that's telling you about an FIA will take all that you'll give them. That's a bad, that's a huge red flag. Right, where they, yeah, they just shove everything, everything in there. So when looking at um, whether it's, and I guess one of the things that I want to just ask you about is, on an annuity, what's the what's the end game? If someone decides, hey, an annuity is my my that's that's for me. That's the thing that I want to get. What's the end game after seven years or ten years or whatever that time frame is? Is it a hey, we're going to annuitize this or hey, we're going to turn on this income? What's what's kind of the 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 end game for them? After ten years, they don't have to pull it out. They can keep it going and growing. Our focus for our clients is principal guaranteed with the highest rate. We don't annuitize because then the rate drops from an average of six to one. We would never do that to our clients. So after after seven years on a seven-year account where it becomes completely liquid, our clients don't cash it in. It just becomes completely liquid. It gives us more flexibility on how much money we can draw out of that account. So it sounds like at that point, then you've got this this instrument that is now fully liquid it's participating in the indexes so it's it's growing on an annual basis or or every couple of years or however the structure is um but you can keep it you can own it and it's still principal protected so then it becomes uh an even stronger force because it's completely liquid because it's it's completely liquid you can draw the income if something better comes out then then uh, great, you switch over to that. Now, the fixed index annuity space changed quite a bit three years ago when they came up with smart beta. So help me on the technical language here. Mm -hmm. The index decides how much money you get paid. Uh, Caps, participation rates, and fees are ways that as interest rates go down, the insurance companies or the banks can lower the payout rate or the yield that they're going to pay you. So that's how it all works. Um, when the seven to ten year um, CD, seven to ten year Treasury was above five and six percent, they had to compete with that. They being insurance companies and banks, so they had to have a higher payout. Now that the seven to ten year Treasury is at one and seven to ten year CDs are at one, those caps and participation rates and fees are lowering the rate. However, three years ago they came out with something called smart beta. So instead of just the S&P as an index, now um, there are three major sectors, stocks, bonds, and commodities 
that are diversified. So that allows the index to be moved into different sectors based on volatility control. So let me say that differently in layman's language. Sure. As long as the markets are going up, you can be invested in the equity sector, allowing you to make money as markets go up. But in 2008, in October of 07, markets started to roll over. And so the volatility trigger can move money in these FIAs and smart beta to bonds and commodities, allowing you to make money in a 2008 market where the markets are down 37% and you make four or six, but you don't have a goose egg. At least you make money. Um, So the volatility controls and the creation of smart beta allows higher average returns, more consistent returns, Um, in the FIA fixed index annuity space. Um, One more thing, and Clayton, help me clean up all the technical jargon here. No, this is good. I think think it's, uh, I mean, obviously... It, it goes to show that we spend the time learning about what's going on on the back end of these. I talked to, I've talked to advisors before about certain products or certain investments that they use, and I have heard some things that are just cringeworthy. And that's why, for me, I like what we do because we spend the time learning. I mean, there's 14,000 plus options when it comes to different combinations and different indices and all the other kind of junk that goes on inside of these things. We know all of that. We eat that for breakfast because we love it so much. And so, and it's important to us to make sure that as, as fiduciaries, we are acting in our fiduciary capacity for our clients. And so by going through all of this, I hope it goes to show that we spend the time because it is important to us to make sure that our clients, that whatever they decide for their plan, if they're deciding on an annuity or if they're deciding on whatever else it is, that it is going to be the best one for them in terms of return because we want to make sure that as you use your safe money and benefit from your savings and retirement that you're getting the most return that we can find out there and we feel we have we have done that anything else that you want to add on that yeah on, on smart beta indexes when you've got higher average annual returns one last piece and then i think we've covered uh, everything i want to cover with fias um the triggers We've, we've used a monthly trigger, um, and then February and March of last year dropped 32% in five weeks. We have learned that the daily volatility triggers are going to be the best, or produce the highest, most consistent returns. So if you remember what we've covered on this, the highest returns are coming from daily volatility controls, not, not monthly. Thank you, Brian. So that's helpful to see with kind of the, I know that there was some technical and for, for the, for, I know that some people just eat this up. They hear like all of the kind of the nuances and all the different jargon that goes on on the back end of all of these things. And, I, and for me, it's really interesting to to learn about and to understand more about when these triggers happen and the daily volatility controls and the, the smart beta. Um, but we're about to cut to a break here. Brian, anything else on on FIAs before we cut to the break. No, I'm excited in the next segment to talk about how principal guaranteed options can offer over 7% tax-free. So we're going to be talking a little bit more about some alternative options to annuities as well. Um, So we hope you'll stick around again. For anyone that 
wants more information on this, please go to our website. It's DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book uh, to download our free ebook. It is a, uh, The Decker Approach, A Safer Approach to Retirement Planning. Again, that is DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book. Brian, welcome back. Thanks. So for anybody, again, as you're listening to the show, we hope you go to our, over to our website at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book to download our free book. It is The Decker Approach. It's a safer approach to retirement planning. Um, I'm Clayton Bradshaw. With me here is Brian Decker. He's the owner and founder of Decker Retirement Planning. He has been in the industry for over 35 years. Um, In this segment, we're going to talk about um, kind of a follow-up to our conversation from over the last couple of weeks that we've had, which is what are the options for your retirement plan? And are they are they the right options for you? So we can help talk about the options. If you want more information on how it fits in with your plan, feel free to give us a call. But again, I encourage you to go to our website at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book to download our free ebook to learn more about distribution planning and how it can help in your retirement. So Brian, um, we talked a little bit about fixed index annuities and how they operate and the good and the bad and and the ugly about them. So let's talk about IULs. And when I say IUL, we're talking index universal life, IUL. So Brian, what is an IUL? Okay, first of all, I'm smiling when I tell, in 35 years I came up through the security side, I never imagined in my career that I would be recommending an insurance product as an investment, I'm just saying. Uh, But this is life insurance. And there's a way, there's an agreement between the IRS and uh, the life insurance companies that if you fund your policy for, we have so much to cover. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to dive in. So I guess the the point of that is when we talk about, when you say that you, you've been in the industry for 35 years and you started um, and you never thought that an insurance product would ever be a recommendation, I I agree with that because there's a lot of um, they get a, they get a bad rap and for good reason in most cases I think most insurance products are not they're not a, investments they're not investments and it's it's almost like a, a uh, it can be a necessary evil in some cases yeah for us ninety nine percent of the time life insurance is death benefit focused meaning that there's three reasons that we recommend life insurance for clients one to get them to retirement because if you have a spouse if you have dual income even you lose a spouse you lose half that income stream you need to protect your spouse partner whatever Uh, so income replacement's important to get both people to retirement the second is in retirement if there is a large pension that has no survivability, meaning that once that person dies, that six-figure pension dies with them, then the other spouse is vulnerable and at risk, and we recommend life insurance to protect that income stream too. And the third is estate planning. So if you've got more than five million in assets and investable assets in retirement, uh, Joe Biden has just lowered the ceiling or, or is keyword proposed to lower the ceiling from five and a half million to two and a half million at the federal estate tax level. And if you want to protect your estate and transferring those assets over to your beneficiaries, 
then there's another estate planning tool called an uh, an islet. We don't have time to get into that, but that's irrevocable life insurance. And we use life insurance second to die held outside of the uh, of the client's estate. So when they die, money is ready in cash to pay for those estimated estate taxes. But in this case, what we want are two things. We want to grow, we want it principal guaranteed, number one. We want it growing as fast as possible. And I guess there's the third key, and that is we want tax-free income. Right. And those are the three things that we look for um, it used to be that we could get great rates with a, a laddered municipal bond portfolio. We used them. We built them. Now that the 10-year AAA muni bond is at 1.2, it's not competitive. And so now we are using um, uh, IULs, Index Universal Life. So what happens is... Real, real quick, can I jump in? Yeah. Hold that thought. When, when we talk about... Um, using it and the in the reason behind it our goal with our with our retirement plans that we set up is to make sure not only that you can enjoy your retirement first and foremost but also that the options that you pick for your retirement plan are the best returning options out there because whether it's your your emergency cash we want to help you maximize the return on that so we do research to find where the best returns are coming from, whether it's your safe money, and this is where your income should come from. These are principal guaranteed accounts. We do the research to find where the highest returning principal guaranteed accounts are. And that's why that's why we're talking about this today, because right now, mathematically, factually, they're coming from insurance companies through, which we talked about in the last segment, through fixed indexed annuities. They're coming through IULs, Index Universal Life. Um, and we're not happy about it, but as fiduciaries, our responsibility to our clients is that that they come first. So we want to make sure that they are getting the best returns possible because if you're getting the best returns on your safe money, that can help maximize the income that you get to draw in retirement. It can help you minimize the taxes that you get to draw in retirement and ultimately, uh, we feel, help you enjoy your retirement as much as possible because you have the income to do the things that you want to do. You can go on the trips, you can do the volunteer work, you can spend time with the grandkids. So that is, that's our focus is making sure that you can do all of these things that you want to do and kind of live that retirement that you've dreamed about. So that's why we're talking about these products because we feel that as fiduciaries, these can help people get to that lifestyle um, better than anything else that's out there currently. Right. People don't know what they don't know. And we want to make sure that you know that 7% is a possible net of fee tax-free return. But the only vehicle, the only space that that's possible is through Index Universal Life. So let's talk about the advantages and disadvantages of Index Universal Life. One, the disadvantage, I'll just say right off, is it's life insurance and you have to qualify with good health. If you have diabetes, if you have uh, have had a heart attack, if you've had cancer, you're not going to qualify. If you're over, what would you say, 70 years old, 75 years old, you're probably like that, yeah. not going to qualify. Right. Um, so that's a disadvantage. Um, to explain how it's tax-free, that's where, um, where we were. And Clayton, you jump in. But there's an agreement between the IRS and the insurance companies that goes back over 100 years 
that if the IUL policy is funded over at least three years, when you pull money out, it's deemed, and this is semantics, it's deemed not a withdrawal, which would be taxable. It's deemed a loan. Loans are tax-free. So there's two ways, this is an important part of the process uh, to understand. There's two ways to receive income and draw it to zero. One is to withdraw it to zero, which is what most people are familiar with. But this one is where you loan it up to zero. So um, the disadvantage is that it's life insurance. But if you are in good health and you're 60 to 65 years old, which is where kind of the window, 60 to maybe 68, 70 years old, that's the window where we recommend the IUL. Sure. Um, the advantage is in the databases that we look at, we look mathematically, what are the highest returning principal guaranteed IULs? And we look at the different options that are out there. There are, um, there are indexes that are averaging 8%, 10%, um, we're right now using one that's averaging eight. That's the one that we're using right now. Now that's 8% gross. That's an advantage. So uh, let me catch up. The advantage is that it's tax-free income. The advantage is that the index we're using is averaging a very high rate of return. We've talked about one disadvantage, which is that you have to be in good health to qualify. So now I'm gonna add another concept, a fourth concept, and that is um, there are large fees. Let's talk about the fees. Now, w when we look at net of fees as a fiduciary to our clients, we look at net of fee performance. So um, Mr. and Mrs. Listener to our show, if you have the option to put money with person A, manager A, that is averaging 6%, um, and has no fees, or you can put money with manager B that's averaging 12% with a 3% fee. That 3% fee is huge, but he's averaging 12%. So the net of fee performance is what we look at. When it comes to this negative of large fees, um, we're going to give you some advantages and disadvantages that we talk about. Large fees are a disadvantage but they're up front to pay for a death benefit. Now, this is an advantage. Right. You got to keep this straight for well, me. Well, and this is so as we talk about this, as we kind of go back and forth, obviously we're talking about how it operates. And there are advantages and disadvantages within within the structure of it. So as we're getting back and forth, you can see that these these can't we're we're getting into the nuts and bolts because we love this stuff. We love to dive into it. But ultimately, again, remember the goal is to make sure we want to help you understand a little bit more about the different recommendations or products or investments that are out there. So as we talk about these products, specifically the IUL right now, we hope you consider that again, it's, it, it isn't a fit for everyone. Um, and, and we'll kind of recap as we go through on, on the reasons why and why not. But again, the important part about our discussion here is to help you understand that as we do our research, we're making sure we are understanding everything as far down the rabbit hole as we can get so that 
when it comes time to meet with our clients, for them, it's, okay, here's all your options. And they say, all right, well, I maybe like the idea of this or this or this. Tell me a little bit more about those. And we can go into the details and say, well, here's your rate of return. And that, again, it comes down to our goal of maximizing rate of return on safe money. And right now, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but the IUL is the the highest returning principal guaranteed option available currently. Is that right? Yeah. And as fiduciaries, we want to make sure our clients know about them and they, they get to decide whether they want to use them or not. Right. But in, in explaining this, we talked about high fees and Clayton or the fees are high in the first, during the funding years. And we usually have um, the funding be five years so for the first six years, there's a high death benefit because what happens if you do die um, by funding in funding the accounts in the first five years? Well, the bad news is you died. The good news is your surviving spouse is going to get about 4X. Right. Because there's a death benefit that's there during your funding years. Now, in the year following uh, your fund, your last funding year, so in year six, it's there. In year seven, the death benefit drops 90%, and so do the fees. So in year seven, eight, and nine, uh, and 10, the fees drop dramatically. Now I'm going to talk about an advantage. The advantage of an IUL is that in year 11 on, you have crediting of fees come back to you. These are not... Uh, these are not fees being charged. These are fees being recredited back to you. So that allows the policy, let's say that you have on average 4%. So uh, Mr. and Mrs. Listener to our show. Hey, Brian, real quick, I'm going to jump in here. We're going to take a quick break. Um, we'll be right back. Are you expecting a pension? Which option can put the most money in your pocket every month? Want to learn how you can squeeze an additional $100,000 out of your Social Security? We know how to do this at Decker Retirement Planning. We can show you proprietary strategies that can maximize your income and can minimize your taxes. Call now for your free review. Call 833-707-3030. That's 833-707-3030. Or come see us at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. All right, welcome back. I'm glad you're joining us. Again, for anyone that's just jumping in and joining us, um, I'm Clayton Bradshaw. I'm here with the owner and founder of Decker Retirement Planning, Brian Decker. He's been in the industry for over 35 years. He is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to retirement planning and investing. Uh, we've been talking about the IUL. So, Brian, you left us on kind of a cliffhanger before we cut to a quick break. This is riveting. I mean, if this podcast was playing during the Super Bowl... Radio I show radio show, I think that I don't know that people would be able to know what the final score of the Super Bowl or even who won. That's how I feel. Okay. So there's three, <laughs> there's three variables that, that you've got to write down and, and keep track of on an IUL. One is the index. The index is averaging around 8%. Number one, the fees in the, the fees can be high and average around four for the first five years or so, five or six years, and then they drop. So remember, on a tax-free account, Mr. and Mrs. Listener, would you be bothered to only make a net 4% tax-free during your funding years? That's pretty good trade-off when the seven to 10-year 
AAA municipal is averaging one. So you're, you're only quote unquote sarcasm injected. You're only making 4% during your funding years. And then it really ramps up in year 11 through 20. Um, oh, well, years 11 on because you're getting fees credited back to you. That's the third variable. So between the 8% average return, between the 4% of fees in the first five or six years, and then in years 11 on, the interest crediting back or the fees crediting back create um, a, a, a situation where what we do as fiduciaries to our clients is when they sign an application, we want to know mathematically what their numbers are. And Clayton, we do this all the time where someone will fill out an application that doesn't bind them to buy the product. We just want to know what their numbers are. So we get their numbers back and we put all the fees in a spreadsheet and then we do... Um, it, it's a little like if you're shopping for a house, going to an open house. Right. You can go in, you can, you kind of shake hands with whoever's there and, uh, and then you walk through and you see what the space looks like. You see what it feels like with this when, when there's kind of an introduction to it, if it's something that somebody's like, yeah, let me see. It's a, all right, well, let's open the door so you can come in and look around, but there's no commitment after that. It's a, it's, we can get the numbers back and we can, again, as fiduciaries do our responsibility to mathematically, um, help make sense of what's going on and, and help make sure that it's the right that it's the right product for someone. Okay. Um, so we want to make sure that you, that clients see before they do make their decision to buy what specific information to them, not an illustration of possible whatever. These are actual numbers specific to them, their lives, what their fees are, and we we put them together so that they can see if they were to die at age 85 or 90, what their rates of return are. Having done many, many of these, um, what we're seeing recently are returns of over 7% net of fees to age 85 and 90 for a principal guaranteed tax-free return. And clients that start out giving us the cross of Dracula to any conversation of, uh, anything insurance company wise are actually the ones that say a couple months later, I am so happy I did this. Right. And it's something that um, it's really neat to see as people get these plans set up as they as they come back for their annual reviews that we do with them to talk about how how things are going in retirement. And ultimately, as they share with us the the positive feelings and sentiment that they've that they've gotten to experience by knowing they set up their retirement plan. Um, what in, in the, in the best way possible for them, they can, they're enjoying it and they come back and they tell us about the fun things and they'll show us the picture. I had somebody share a picture of, uh, they were, they were swimming in uh, Cabo with, with whale sharks. And just to see these kinds of things and see these fun experiences of people is really neat because that's ultimately what we're here for is to help people enjoy their retirement and to, as we put it, enjoy a safer retirement because they can go out and they can do those things that they want to do. So when it comes to whether it's whether somebody decides on an IUL or they or an annuity or whether it is a CD or just a savings account or just the if they're if they're just in some other kind of uh, strategy, they at least know. Okay, I went through all the options. I shopped 
for everything. I know what's out there. I did the homework. I did the research because we help do that. We help give people a, a look into what the options are so that eyes wide open, they can say, hey, this is this is the right plan for me. And I know that because I know all the other options that existed out there. I think so many times, Brian, people will come in and they'll say, hey, uh, this is what I got put in. What were the other options out there? And we lay the options out and they say, well, why didn't why didn't my guy or gal explain those to me when I was going through the process? And so for us, we have found that a longer process is better for our clients. And we do take several weeks to go through building a plan for someone. It can be several meetings because we feel we are doing a much more thorough job than other advisors in the industry out there to give our clients the best chance of success in retirement. Um, so whether, I mean, an IUL is just one product. In a few years, it might be something else that's going to be the best option out there. And that's the option that we'll want our clients to use because it'll be the best the best option at the time as far as return goes. Um, and we do look at, at all the different variables that go into someone's plan. We look at liquidity. We look at rate of return. We look at when income needs to start, what the potential tax implications are. You mentioned earlier, Brian, something that was interesting when you started talking about an islet. And um, that got my mind thinking about estate planning. And obviously, we're not attorneys, Um we're financial advisors, we're financial planners, but as we go through the the planning process, there's there's a lot that we can do on the investment in the product side to help set up a plan to help someone transition their assets at the end of their life the the best way possible that we can find into into their estate or into to their beneficiary. So Brian, can you talk to that a little bit um, with how somebody can benefit from a distribution plan through a transition of assets? Okay, so. I'm saying this with a smile. There are some people who think, well, I'll just do it myself. And we have a saying in the business that you can save a lot of money doing your own dentistry, but it's not recommended. I've seen estates where they think that they've done their own their own estate planning and they had a $5 million estate. They estimated their estate taxes uh, at the federal and state level to be about 800000 So they bought an 800000 second-to-die policy in their estate, in their estate. So what happens with this do-it-yourselfer is he and she have just doubled the amount of money that is going to be owed in cash in nine months, the IRS is going to come knocking. And whether the markets are up or down, whether the whether the real estate markets are up or down, it's never a good time because if the markets are going up, you don't want to sell. If the markets are going down, you don't want to sell. So in cash, that money is going to be expected from the IRS. And that person has just doubled their estate tax exposure. It's got the, the product is not too complicated. You've got to have the um, second to die policy in an islet, irrevocable life insurance. It is kind of technical. So, and there's only two really major parts. Sure. One is you've got to have the islet owned by outside of your estate because if it's inside of your estate, <coughs> part of the calculation of, of what's owed. So it's got to be held outside of your estate and it has to be funded by an arm's length um, person. Well, who is going to get the payments of your premium uh, who has an interest in receiving your estate 
estate tax-free. It's your beneficiaries. So your children get these payments sent to them by you. It's called a crummy provision, C-R-U-M-M-Y. The crummy provision allows mom and dad to send payments of the premium held outside of their estate. And those children have to say, hmm, I've got this $40,000. Do I want to buy a car or do I want to pay a premium that allows me to receive a very large estate, estate tax-free? So they decide, being good in math, that they'll forego the car, they'll pay that premium so that every year they have the ability to keep it, their arm's length, but they do make that payment because it's in their best interest. So that's called the crummy provision, and that's how the islet um, works for estate taxes. Right. So those are the those are the major reasons that we use insurance. But I want to emphasize how not to do it. There are some people who believe that life insurance is a good investment. Cash value of life insurance outside of an islet is not a good investment. Categorically, across the board, it is not to be used as an investment. So thanks for that, Brian. As we've kind of as we wrap up our discussion on IULs and and a little bit on estate planning and how how beneficiaries can take advantage of certain things, um, is there any other anything else on an IUL that you want to discuss or you want to talk about? Um, no, on IULs we covered how it's tax free and it's the only option to get seven plus percent. In the first segment, we covered how. There's a big gap. I, w- I just want to mention real quickly, in the mm-hmm. first segment, we covered how if you've got a 60-40 portfolio, 60% stock, 40% bonds, you have a huge gaping hole in your portfolio for your safe money that is filled by FIAs because bond funds, if you're in high-grade safe bonds, you're maxing out at 2 2%. The only way you can get to 6 is through FIAs. And the only way that you can get anything above one right now for new money going into tax-free is the IUL. So people don't know what they don't know, but these are reasons to get in touch with us and see if it's right for them. Right. And I, I think that's important to note, and I'll emphasize that again as we wrap up, that for anyone that's out shopping, if anyone is paying attention to where rates are for insurance or bonds or CDs, anything like that, you're going to be nodding your head during this conversation because you'll know how terrible rates are right now. We're at near historic low rates. I mean, we all, we've all seen the notices coming in on our savings account that they're dropping our rate again and dropping our rate again. And that's the case across the board. It extends to Um, these options for principal guaranteed accounts. And for a lot of retirees, it's put them in a pinch. And that's why we do the research that we do to help people find the highest returning options. And it is a lot to sift through. We spend a lot of time going through this and we're really proud of what we have found um, because we do feel like it helps us maintain that fiduciary responsibility that we have to our clients. And when we hear of other advisors that that are saying, hey, this is a great option, it, it just makes us cringe a little bit because we don't feel like they have done the same due diligence that, that we have in finding the options for them. Now, again, for anyone that's looking for more information on this, we hope you go to our website at deckerretirementplanning.com slash book. 
Again, that's DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book to download our free ebook. It's the Decker Approach. It's a safer approach to retirement planning. And you're going to find a lot of great information in there about distribution planning and about how to utilize these different principal guaranteed accounts. We thank you for joining us. If you have any more questions or information, again, go to our website at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Decker Retirement Planning is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Decker Retirement Planning.